This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everyone, welcome to the Orange Brown Talk podcast. I'm Dan Lobby, joined as always by Mary Kay Cabot, Ashley Bastock, and Irie Harris. And we are getting you ready for the final preseason game of the year. Uh, very sad moment, obviously. No more preseason games in 2022. The Browns and Bears at 7 o'clock at First Energy Stadium. And there actually are some things to watch in this game. So Mary Kay, why don't you get us started? Give us something to watch. Well, the first thing that I will be watching and that I think most people will be watching is how does Jacoby Brissett run this offense? Is he efficient? Does he have some good timing with Amari Cooper and some of the other top receivers? Uh, You know, does he get them, you know, in and out of of the huddle very quickly? Does he get the ball out of his hands? Uh, Just how does he operate this Kevin Stefanski scheme? So, um, so I, you know, I think that this is his first preseason game, and I think everybody's going to be locked in on Jacoby to see what he can do. So, Ashley, what do you think we can learn about Jacoby Brissett on Saturday night in a preseason game? I guess it's like getting to see that kind of game manager reputation, almost, number one. And number two, like how he's developed with these receivers, especially if Amari Cooper plays Amari Cooper, because I think that's like – maybe the most important connection for this team in the early part of the season when they don't have Deshaun Watson. But it was interesting to hear Amari Cooper talk, I think, last week. And, you know, he kind of got asked about Jacoby's reputation as a game manager, as somebody who can't, you know, make a lot of downfield plays. And he brought up that, you know, for players, it's like stats can be misleading. And he kind of talked at length about that, um, about maybe why that wasn't like, the most fair, I guess, way to describe Jacoby Brissett's abilities. But I'm just really curious to see what it looks like, you know, especially going up against a different defense and and something like that in an actual game situation, especially because, like, we talked about it before, but the only time we've really gotten to see him do that was against the Eagles in those joint practices. And on that last day, like, he had a good start in seven-on-seven, connected with Amari Cooper for two straight touchdowns, but – it just felt like overall this team was pretty tired and it wasn't like the full um, picture, I guess, because they didn't have like a super standout day against that defense. Uh, Irie, what do you want to see from Jacoby on Saturday? I want to see how he meshes uh, chemistry wise with his wide receivers, with his Rams, pretty much the the entire team out there. Uh, As much as we talk about worrying about chemistry and how he will lead this team, we can't really measure every report on that when it's just, set seven on seven but everybody is on the same team like we see in practice the best way to see that will be in an actual game atmosphere even though as much as we talk about this preseason this exhibition it won't count this will be the biggest thing that will count so I'm very curious to see how just those little details from a little signal or a little fall just everything within the huddle how will that transfer to the regular season and I think uh Saturday night's game will definitely give a little precursor a little taste of that so Mary Kay, is there a chance we come away 
Saturday saying something like, eh, maybe we underestimated Jacoby Brissett. Like, is there something that he could show us where, uh, you know, if you're not feeling great about him, maybe you'll feel great if you, you know, whatever, if you're feeling kind of lukewarm about him, maybe you'll feel great about him. Is there something he can do in a preseason game that can make us say, maybe we underestimated this guy a little bit? Well, you know, I think if he can stretch the field a little bit, that's one thing that I will be looking for. Can he get the ball a little deeper to Amari Cooper? Can he get the ball a little deeper to Anthony Schwartz? And I think those things are going to be important because you don't want, uh, you know, the defense to be packed in there too tightly. You want to stretch that field and you want to give them something to think about. You want to be able to utilize the speed of an Anthony Schwartz and the speed of an Amari Cooper. So those are things I will be looking at. He traditionally hasn't been a long ball, explosive kind of guy. Uh, but I think, you know, he needs to to add a little bit, bit of that or show some of that in this game. And Ashley, that's something they were working on Friday during practice. Um, Jacoby and, and Amari were out there. I, I think it was during a special teams period or something um, that they were kind of just throwing deep routes to uh, between Jacoby and, and Amari Cooper, which was interesting. Is there a scenario where you come away Saturday and think, all right, that this team's going to be fine. Jacoby's going to get this team to six and five or seven and four. Well, I don't know if there's anything that could happen on Saturday that kind of changes my opinion, just because of my feelings on the, on the preseason in general. And I just, you know, don't think there's a ton to glean from these games, but I do think, you know, just kind of like I was saying earlier that, connection and and like what Mary Kay was saying if there's more downfield passes like I think that's that's very promising or um you know those kind of big explosive plays and I certainly think it helps Jacoby Brissett to have Amari Cooper out there like he's so precise he's so methodical he's obviously you know maybe the best route runner in the NFL all of those you know tangibles that he has are I guess just anything you could ask, everything you could ask for if you are a quarterback of an NFL team. Like he's such, so good about that stuff. And Jacoby's talked about how much he's learned from him. So I think that is something to to look forward to that people might not be expecting. But overall with this game, you know, I'm kind of just, you know, with the preseason, just avoid getting too high or too low in my opinions. <laughs> yeah, Irie, same question. Anything, anything Jacoby does Saturday night that has you thinking, okay, that this is going to work. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of hard to say right now because I could say no right now. I could wake up tomorrow and say no. It could be that way all the way until kickoff at seven o'clock, uh, seven o'clock Saturday. But then he makes a terrific play, and then I'm just thinking, whoa, okay, maybe we'll, we'll we will be all right. I mean, I think I think the the entire basis of this is nobody. Want it. I think everybody's biggest fear right now is a wasted season because of everything happening with Watson, the 11 game suspension, but also the fact that we just have so much talent in every, every area, every element of this team. We don't want to see it go to waste or feel very underwhelmed. So there really isn't much, but I'm definitely going to keep it open because at the end of the day, we're going to stand behind Jacoby, whether we like it or not. I think subconsciously we're going to do that, even with all of our doubts and whether Jimmy G should come or not, but we're still hoping at the end of the day that Jacoby shows up and delivers. Yeah, and then look, we know Jacoby is a, a competent quarterback. He's started a bunch of football games. We we know he can run an offense. He's probably going to look pretty good on Saturday night uh, in, in a preseason against a preseason defense. Um, you, you know, really a team that's not very good to begin with in Chicago. Um, so so he's probably going to at least allay some 
fears uh, that anyone has of him because he's an experienced guy and he knows what he's doing. Okay, Ashley, give us something else to watch on Saturday night. So I don't know like how much this will matter in terms of like how the roster shakes out. It might, but we were talking about this a little before and I'm really curious to kind of see what the Browns uh, running back rotation looks like. And, you know, if they play Nick Chubb, if, you know, if this is the Kareem Hunt game, if it's kind of just Dearness Johnson and, um, and Jerome Ford for most of the game, I mean, we know most of these starters are expected to play, but uh, you know, we talked a lot yesterday about Ernest and Jerome and, and Kareem and their roles and who's, you know, maybe expendable versus not versus do you want all four of these guys? So uh, I'm just really curious to see what it looks like. And, you know, especially the evergreen question on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, do we get any Nick <laughs> Chubb and Kareem Hunt out on the field together? Um, so, yeah, just always, always interested in this running game. Yeah, Mary Kay, I feel like we just don't have an idea of it felt like in the spring they used a lot of two back sets and and it seemed kind of interesting what they were going to do. But we just haven't really gotten a chance to see what that's what that might look like yet. And no, we haven't. And you know what? They are uh, going to be keeping things under wraps. They have to be very careful about, you know, what they show and what's getting out in the media in terms of what they plan on doing. So they might have dialed that back some uh, so that they can game plan it and put it out there on the field in the first week of practice and surprise the Panthers with that a little bit. So I do think that you will see uh, some of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb on the field together more than what we've seen in the past. Uh, I think it will be necessary to use those two amazing weapons together, especially with Deshaun Watson out in the first 11 games of the season. Now, if they don't put them on the field together, you know, it's it's not a deal breaker. I mean, they make a nice one-two punch when, uh, you know, you keep Nick Chubb fresh that way and you keep Kareem fresh that way for the fourth quarter. Uh, but I do think there will be times you'll see them both, especially because Kareem, I think, will be used more in the passing game this year than he has in the past. And I refer as much as we talk about, you know, the lack of depth at receiver maybe and the questions at receiver – that just doesn't exist at running back. The Browns have, I mean, it's a good problem to have, I guess. They they almost have too many running backs. And I don't know if we're going to see it Saturday, but I, I really do want to know how they're going to deploy these guys. I do too. Uh, that's actually the one, the one area of the team that I think has so much depth. And there's just, when you look at how many running backs they have right now on the depth chart, it's probably going to be what, around six maybe? Aside from Chubb and Hunt, you have Dearness, Demetri, and then Ford and Kelly. And, Every single one of those guys could start for more than half of the teams in the league. So it's definitely a sense of, all right, we have too many good, good backs. Who do we let go this time? But I think, I forget if it was Mary Kay or Ashley that mentioned yesterday. At the same time, maybe for a certain back, you're thinking, man, we should not keep him, but we don't want to see him with another team. We don't want to see him go elsewhere. Maybe somebody, maybe somewhere else in a division, somewhere else that really needs a back desperately right now. And they go off and, and they kill over there, they even kill the Browns in some instance. So I'm very curious to see how they work that rotation out, specifically in the second half of the game. Yeah, that, that, that's going to be one of the battles. You know, what does Dearness do? What does John Kelly do? John Kelly was really good on Saturday for the Eagles. It seems like he's a guy they like. Stump Mitchell has, has praised him in the past, uh, but he just hasn't had an opportunity. Um, so that, that should be interesting. Okay. Let's take a break here. When we come back, I will offer up something to watch and then I'll offer up something as well. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And back on the Orange Brown Talk podcast, Dan Lobby with Mary Kay Cabot, Ashley Bastock, Irie Harris. Irie, what are you watching Saturday night? Uh, I, I believe I kind of gave a little precursor to this yesterday, but I'll be <laughs> watching the uh, the wide receiver area. Aside from Mary Cooper, Anthony Schwartz, the guys that are safe on the team. And I, I don't think that I've entirely publicly named, made myself a Mike Harley stand yet. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be so you know quick to do that, but I will be looking forward to seeing how they use him and especially how they use Javon Williams. Cause you have Mike Harley on the hand who's undersized uh, sometimes <clears throat> for guys that end up in that situation, they will maybe put him. I think Mary Kay said it yesterday. They'll have um maybe return punts or return kickoffs to see. All right, maybe smaller, but you know, are you fast enough? Can you maybe score for this and along with Javon Wims because Javon Wims was received the benefit of the doubt, I believe, from Sunday's game versus Philadelphia. He was one for five on targets, but uh, he had Josh Rosen at quarterback. I'll keep it at that. And aside from that, though, without his throughout his career, he's only caught fifty percent of his targets when he during his three seasons with the Bears. He's twenty eight for fifty six during that. So because of that, this is now as we keep, keep on saying, his time is uh his moment to step up and shine. And recently, bias does play a part when it comes to these cuts throughout the NFL preseason. So I'll definitely be looking forward to the wide receiver core. You might not want to say it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I think you might be a Mike Harley stand. I, I, I might. That, I might. <laughs> that might be where we're at. But but Mary Kay, this is like this is a big spot for guys because the NFL is watching and a, a guy like a Mike Harley or a Javon Wims or a you know Dalen Baldwin, if he plays, he's in the concussion protocol, so he might not even play. But but these guys they can put a little pressure, even though this Browns front office and coaching staff is sort of immune to it, they can still put a little pressure on you. If you have a good game and, and you're kind of looking at it and say, I don't know if I want to expose that guy to waivers, so we're going to sneak try and sneak him onto the 53-man roster. There is an opportunity here for some of these guys. There is, and I did try to ask Kevin Stefanski today, you know, if this is the position uh, where the cuts will be the toughest to make because you have had some injuries. You still have David Bell and Anthony Schwartz sort of working their way back up to sort of their game speed and their game faces and all of that. Uh, you got a lot of young guys. You're trying to replace Jakeem Grant as a returner. Uh, so guys are auditioning in that respect to see what they can do on special teams. So once again, you've got uh, the Michael Woods, who, you know, I think will definitely make the team. You know, you've got Harley, you've got Aesop Winston, Jamarcus Bradley, Javon Wims, Dalen Baldwin, who they really like. But uh, I don't necessarily think he's slated for the 53 as much as he is uh, headed for the practice squad right now. Again, he has a concussion. So, you know, who knows, you know, where he'll start out. But um, but they got, they've got a lot of young guys. Uh, that are vying for these last few spots. And I also think that they will definitely be keeping their eyes peeled uh, for guys that can uh, shake free in the cuts and see if they find themselves another returner or a receiver that uh, that can come in and take one of the last spots. 
Yeah, Ashley, I feel like Michael Woods has become a forgotten guy in some ways because he hasn't been practicing. But like Mary Kay said, he's he's going to make it. I, I think he's got a role in this team. But when you look at that receiving core, you know, what are you looking for? Yeah, I mean, I just am really curious, like we've kind of been talking about the last few days to see what happens with that Shaquem Grant spot, because that was really on the depth chart. Like a lot of teams don't keep a dedicated returner, but the Browns were kind of setting that spot aside. And then like we've talked about, I think just planning on using him in the receiving game, but I do think it kind of opens things up for, for a guy like Mike Harley, uh, which I talked more about yesterday. So don't want to go too down that rabbit hole, but I do think it's just about guys making plays when given the chance, especially like these bubble guys, like common sense, but no drops because this is like, your last chance to make a play and kind of hope that that recency bias works in your favor. You really need to, it's cliche, but leave it all out on the field to kind of give yourself the best chance when this bottom of this depth chart at that position is getting pretty crowded. Okay. So I'm going to move to the defensive side of the ball and we don't know exactly who's going to play and who's not. And in listening back to miles Garrett today, it was a little hard to even tell if he was planning to play Saturday night or not. And I feel like miles has sort of reached that point where if he doesn't want to play, maybe he won't, but um, I'm curious. I want to see this defense and I want to see what it looks like. I'd like to see a bunch of starters out there. You know, Greg Newsome is coming back from a hamstring, so we probably won't see him. He was just doing like walkthrough stuff today. This was his first practice back, but uh, you know, I'd love to see what this defense looks like. And even even in this vanilla sort of preseason thing, they have done some three safety stuff and, and they have mixed it up a little bit. So Mary Kay, I just want to see how Joe Woods, even though he's not going to show a lot, like you were saying, I, I want to see sort of how he deploys some of these starters. And honestly, I just want to see a guy like Jeremiah Usukoromoa play football. You know, I want to see these defensive tackles play alongside Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney before week one. I, I I'd like to see at least to some level, this defense, as many guys as they can get on the field together. Yeah, I think that's definitely something to watch because when you look at uh, what's gone on with the defense in this training camp, we've not seen the whole defense intact this camp. I don't know that there's been a practice where we have seen all the starters out there on the same day because by the time Denzel Ward came back, Greg Newsom suffered a hamstring injury. Uh, so, you know, we re- we just really haven't seen, uh, you know, what this is going to all look like when it comes together. Um, the secondary, especially, I'm very much uh, eager to see how much better they're going to be this year, because I think they're going to be a lot better. Um, but I don't think Greg will play this game. I don't even I don't think Denzel will play this game. So I think you're going to see, you know, again, a fair amount of Greedy Williams, Martin Emerson. AJ Green. It won't be until September 11th where you see uh, the defensive backfield intact. I'm very also much looking forward to seeing the linebackers because Jacob Phillips and JOK, those two guys together, I just think they're going to be dynamite. I think that uh, you're just going to see some cool things from them. They're going to be very versatile. Uh, I think they will help make up for some of the things that aren't going on at defensive tackle per se. Uh, so I, you know, there's a lot to look at on the defense. Again, I don't think Jadavian's going to play in this game. It, you know, there's a chance miles might not play. So, <laughs> you know, you, you might not have what it's going to look like on nine 11, but, um, you know, but there will be some things to watch. 
So it sounds like I'm going to be disappointed with uh, <laughs> with what I want to see. But actually, there are still look. I I don't mind watching Martin Emerson get you know a good amount of reps. There there's plenty of guys on this defense down the depth chart that that I still want to watch one more time this preseason. Yeah, like Martin Emerson's definitely one of those guys you love to watch. I know personally, Dan, that's one of mine too. And Alex, right? If if Miles and Jadavian Clowney aren't out there, you know, I think it's been really interesting to kind of see Alex Wright's transcendency since they drafted him because I think when they picked him we're kind of like oh you know a guy who can take some time to develop he'll be behind you know probably like Chase Winovich be kind of like a rotational guy but he's really like kind of morphed into like that third guy and they just really I think saw something in him that other teams in the draft didn't um the length he has is amazing just like Martin Emerson uh even if it's not this defense at full force I mean those two guys I'm really excited about along with watching Jacob Phillips and JOK like Mary Kay said and and I read there are still some battles there uh to be fought the the defensive end position the edge rusher position is certainly not set uh when, once you get past Alex Wright um you know Chase Winovich we, we don't know if he's going to even be able to play um you know he was out there getting some work today uh with trainers and but but he hasn't practiced in a little while then you know some of those extra defensive back positions that defensive side of the ball is kind of where the battles are at. Yeah, no, it definitely is, Dan. Uh, but I believe the defense has been the most, uh, how do I put it? That's the one area of the team that I think people have worried about the, the least because whoever fills in, we feel would just be good because when you have guys like Miles Garrett and Jeremiah who are leading this defensive unit, whoever fills in, regardless of it wants to battle or not, will definitely go full force and grind it out. So I think the confidence is very high with whoever fills in and uh, within these positions in the defensive unit. Okay, there we go. Our, our look ahead to the Browns preseason finale against Chicago at First Energy Stadium, uh, 7 o'clock p.m. Of course, we'll have coverage of it. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to our podcast, Apple Podcasts and Spotify Rate and Review. We're going to do at some point after the game, um, you know, maybe Sunday or, or into Monday, we'll, we'll try and get a 53-man roster pod uh, out to you. And then, of course, make sure you're a Football Insider subscriber because all this stuff is coming down the pike. I, I looked at the calendar today. I couldn't believe how close we were to cut down day already. So you'll want to be a Football Insider subscriber uh before then cleveland.com slash browns the blue banner at the top of the page to get info and get signed up for mary Kay, ashley and irie i'm dan thanks for listening everybody